Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Make Trades Great Again podcast. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Bradford White and Vega Pro Press. Whether you're new to pressing or it's been your preferred method for years, you can trust the original Vega Pro Press. They have just about every application you can think of in stock and ready to ship. When you hit up your local distributor, ask for it by name, Vega Pro Press. Hey, plumbing pros, when it's time to choose a water heater to install for your next job, whether it's residential or commercial, go with a product that's built to be the best. Go with a Bradford White water heater. Pros know about the superior quality and reliability you get with Bradford White. Plus, they're engineered for the pro, so they're easier to install and service. How you heat your water matters. Choose Bradford White. And you were talking about possibly getting a van, but then you're talking about retrofitting some of the vans that you have. And all this stemmed from the fact that I put those new um, drawer units in the van from Packout. Right. And I'm kind of in love with them. I'll be honest with you. That's that's awesome. I, I'm I'm pretty excited to, you know, I want to see them. I'm nerve. I'm, I'm reluctant. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I'm one of those guys. I'm always reluctant on some of that stuff. And I think some of it stems. I bought a, did you ever have in your, in your older vans, the, uh, I think they were weather guard um, pack rats. Uh, I never had one, but I, I know, you know, dozens of guys that did. Yeah. Never had one myself. So I had um, in my, in my Chevy Express van um, in the side door that the four forty eight inch four drawer pack or a uh, pack rat. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing was awesome. I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, nice drawers pulled out, you know, good, good organization. I had like, you know, at that time I was doing a lot of faucet repair, it's that kind of stuff. Yep. So I had like faucet repair, like stem packs in one drawer. Oh, wow. And so you could go in there and you could have, you know, your, you know, TNS brass and Chicago's and Fisher's and all these different stem packs, you know, all loaded out throughout these drawers. And it was just so cool. And yep. then I found out that the drawer capacity on them is like 26 pounds. Oh, they're aluminum drawers, right? And they have yeah. this little crappy, like eighth inch rivet that holds a plastic, like a Delrin plastic wheel into the side of the drawer. That's what holds on the track. And so, oh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, the bottom, yeah, totally. The bottom one initially I put like pipe wrenches in, you know, like I had a set of end wrenches and I had my pipe wrenches in it. Cause it was nice. Cause they all laid out long wise, you know, and had hammers. Sure. And I mean, the bottom drawer probably had a hundred pounds of stuff in it. Right. Well, mm-hmm. six months into it, the drawer glides are falling off, you know, the drawers dragging. I'm like, Oh, I got too much stuff in there. All right. You know, my bad. So I took a look, you know, took the hammers out, put the hammer somewhere else, you know, it's like probably had 18 pounds of hammers in there, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, sledgehammer. As if you needed, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's s- several different. You got you got to have hammers, you know. You got to have things to beat on. <laughs> yeah, you got to have hammers, and you just got done telling me I was doing a lot of faucet repair. <laughs> well, you, you, hey, 
if you've ever done faucet repair, you know you need a good hammer. <laughs> you need a hammer. You don't need pounds and pounds yeah. of hammers. So anyway, so this this drawer falls apart, and I was so frustrated because the I mean that thing was expensive. I mean it was not like it wasn't something that I was like oh you know well that's that sucks you know it was four hundred bucks. Wait, was this your van? No, it was it was a shop's van, but oh, I, okay. I, it was yeah, it yeah. took a lot of persuading to get yeah, them yeah. to spend the. I, I think it was nearly two grand. Oh for my this, god, are for they this that bin. expensive? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I think by the time shipping and everything came into it, I think it was it was pushing on to two thousand bucks. Maybe that's why I didn't have one. Maybe my boss is like, "Yeah, build yeah. something out of plywood. Here's right. a couple hundred bucks." <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Now today it'd be two grand to build it out of plywood. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so you may as well friggin' TIG weld the damn thing. So I, I'm I'm genuinely excited for that that pack out drawer. I'm, well, I'm optimistic. So, not, but. so I know what you're talking about, and you're talking about drawers that were like four foot deep and would extend like three and three feet. You know, like yeah. I get that. Okay, that's not what the pack out drawers are. No. Like these things are the size of a pack out box, and obviously yeah. you know that. But and there are other drawer boxes out there. Uh, Festool. What are those called? Um, what are those boxes that Festool? Sustainer. Yeah, sustainer. Um, those seem to be like the carpenter, you know, the finished carpenter kind of persons box, right? That's that's where I've seen them the most. I don't think I'd ever seen them other than on Festool um until I started getting involved in Instagram. And yeah, and I see some yeah, I guys. see like a European guys use them plumbers and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, and I understand the 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 popularity because they've been around for a long time and they are nice. Yeah. They yeah. make sense for other trades than well, I would say they make sense for other people, not me. To me, they don't. To my for my uses, I don't think I would like them that much. Yeah, but I I haven't actually, um, like I say, other than you know running across a carpenter here or there and having a having uh, festool stuff on the job site. I've never actually even seen them in use. Um, they appear to be thin. They are thinner, and you know when you compare them to these heavier, like you know, like okay. There are basically a couple different kinds of boxes, right? There's the Festool sustainer kind of box. Uh, and I'm hopefully nobody's already like super bored by now. <laughs> We're talking organization <laughs> for vans, if you didn't, or your shop or whatever, or you truck, know, your yep. tools and materials. Um, yeah, like there's that kind of finish and, you know, like more refined kind of box that doesn't have to be super rugged. Like it's not going to get tossed around it's more hey this is my you know nine hundred dollar finish nailer that's you know like i'm not gonna let people touch and it's nice and i'm gonna put it in a nice box it's gonna protect it that kind of thing and then there's hey we made dewalt tough boxes in milwaukee back out and like just beat the hell out of them you know like that's kind of because they know who they're they know their audience like basically that's what it is right yeah in a lot of cases and i you know day to day you see a ton of it driving riding around the back of a pickup truck oh yeah so yeah 
not I, I don't see so, so much uh sustainer riding around in the back of a pickup truck at this point no i think if you it's if probably, it's back there it's probably covered up because it's full of festool <laughs> yeah that's true it's that might be nine a- it's got like nine hundred dollar router in it or something you yeah. know like yeah don't don't advertise this right which is funny because people are advertising the pack on you know that stuff's full of crap yeah i mean the amount i have on my van and I don't want this. This isn't a pack out commercial. It just happens to be what I use. And I like yeah. it. I, I'm going to first off, I need to come out there and say, like, I like the pack out stuff. Yep. I can give you every reason why I like it. Um, but, you know, my van is full of this stuff. I built the inside of the van around the pack out stuff because honestly, I'm not a pack out. I'm not like a fanboy. I mean, this yeah. stuff is, I qualified it long before I, I bought my van. I've been, I'd been using it for a couple of years prior. And I like it. It works for me. I like the yep. organizers. They need to be deeper. Milwaukee, if anybody's listening, they need to be deeper. I know you're working on it, but I don't know what's taking so long. <laughs> and then these uh, these drawer units, actually, we had to wait forever and ever. And I think from the very beginning, those Festool, Sustainer um, guys, what are the other ones? Um, is it Tanos Sort-timo. or Sortimo? Yeah, you brought up Sortimo yeah. the other day when we were talking. You know, everybody's saying, well, these boxes have drawers why don't yours i mean even dewalt has some drawer boxes has had them for a while and Packout just never had them and now they do and i think people are impressed by them uh people that have the other boxes even and i think they're great personally so i put them in i put a little video up on my instagram showing how i've got them set up and so far i've got them set up with a mixture of things so one of them i have some tools in and then I have some consumable stuff like small cans, you know, your stupid glues. Like I don't do any ABS, but I run into it once in a while. So I got to have a, I have to have a can of ABS glue, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. And you know, your sand cloth and thread tape and pipe dope and all in one drawer. And it's kind of nice just to have all that kind of stuff. That's usually just floating around in different boxes and bins and whatever. Yep. And you buy doubles of it all the time because you don't know where the last can went. Yeah. And then some hand tools in one of the drawers because you got those tools on a plumbing and heating or electrical, you know, you, you service van, put it that way. You have those tools that you have to have, but you don't want to carry around and they right. fit perfectly in the drawer. And then a lot of them, then the other drawers, I have three units of drawers and the other ones are full of materials and sort of overflow, but also like one of them is just brass fittings and nipples. Which is not a box I want to carry around because I usually grab one or two things out of. I don't right. usually need the box. Yep. I need a nipple and a 90 or a nipple and a bushing. Yeah. You know? And so the drawer was perfect for the amount of brass I need to keep on my van, but I don't have to pick up the drawer and carry it anywhere because yep. that's what I had before. I had them in one of the organizer boxes. And it was one of those boxes I'd always pull off the shelf open up, grab what I need, and then put back on the shelf. And, and it just made sense when I got the drawers, like, oh, put some brass in there like this, you know? That's that's like exactly the, I, I think, my concept of, of what are, what should be in drawers. It's not things that you're going to take into the job site. You're going to go and you're going to get one thing out of there. You're going to use it and put it back. Um, and in my mind, anyway, I think this the the interesting concept of this, this pack out system is that Theoretically, you could unlatch it from whatever, however you got it attached in your rig to on your dolly or your cart or whatever, and take it in with your stack of stuff. Yep. Um, and it's it's right there on the job with you. So and that's, the drawers do that. And the drawers do that too. 
that's what I'm saying. And so that's interesting to, you know, to be able to do it that direction. Um, prior to these drawers, because I was starting to lose hope that they were actually coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, ended up putting a, uh, Oh, I don't remember what the name brand name of it, general tool or something like that. Uh, it's the Harbor Freight, um, tool toolbox. Yeah. 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 I, I looked around and, and to be honest, um, I'm not a gigantic fan of Harbor Freight things. Um, I think they make fine disposable tools. Um, you know, there's certain things that they make that, or that they sell, I shouldn't say they make that they sell that are, Totally good. They're a good deal for the money. Um, that toolbox, I think it was around 500 bucks, um, has been really nice. Um, it's built well. And I was kind of surprised. Uh, I would say, in my opinion, built better than the Craftsman box that Lowe's is selling that's similar. And probably yeah. built significantly better than the Cobalt box that Lowe's is carrying. Really? Yeah, I, I was surprised. Um, and it was ultimately, I went back there to Harbor Freight, you know, kind of did a little shopping around and uh, ended up going back. And the only one they had on the shelf was a bright green one. So that's the one that Rob's got is this lime green uh, yeah. toolbox. But I was like, you know what? Lime green's cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to work. Does it really matter? I mean, it's no. inside the, you know, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So I envisioned it. If it came from Harbor Freight, I thought it would be like this bright blue or something like that. I don't yeah, know why. Blue, white, black, red, yellow. I mean, like. It's a lot of different colors for toolboxes. A lot of colors, yeah. Is there that many different color schemes in people's garages or what? I, I guess. I don't know. But like I say, I was, I was, the drawer system itself, I was quite impressed with. Um, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't cheap. So it was definitely doesn't fit their mantra of, uh, of typical tools. I think it's probably pushing on one of the more expensive items that they actually carry at Harbor Freight at Harbor Freight. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. they have some stuff. I was actually <laughs> funny you say that I was just at Harbor Freight yesterday. Yeah. And I don't, I can't remember the last time I went to one a year, sometime last year, you know, yeah. I probably pop my head in there once a year. They're not super close to me, so they're not ever like right. ultimately they're not convenient. Uh I do I do buy something from Harbor Freight that's more or less I'm like I'm a kind of a fan of I'd say like so I buy these um these nitrile gloves. Okay. Because they're like seven or eight mil or something. They're r- ridiculously thick and okay. pretty damn rugged. Huh. And they're like, they're like their brand. It's called uh Hardy H A D R H A R D Y. Okay. And uh, they're, in my opinion, they're inexpensive and they're super durable. Huh. And to have, to not have a box around your garage at home yeah. would in, Honestly, I think is a mistake. These things are, you grab them whenever you think like, huh, I'm going to go work on my vehicle or change my, anything I throw them on. I'm going to stain a board, throw them on, you know, and they're not breaking the bank. I say that because they're that, they're that nice because they're the nice gloves that are, you know, if you bought them outside of Harbor Freight, they're like 40 bucks a box. These things are like not $40, but seriously, I don't think I've ever spent more than like 12, 15 bucks a box on them. Yeah. And you know, you, you know, Harbor Freight gives you those coupons and stuff all the time. Um, yeah. so I, I'm a fan of those, but I was at Harbor Freight cause I need a new, uh, oxy acetylene rig yeah. and I don't, 
I don't need it more than probably to use a couple times a year, right? right. A few. I don't need it to be this super nice, robust, last me yep. generations. And I'm sure that theirs will last plenty long as is. And as much as I'll use it, I, they have by far the best price on the small MC style, you know, the little cart tote yep. with the two bottles and the two regulators and yeah, torch. A couple it of welding comes tips. with the cutting yep. torch handle, but I can't imagine it would do that much, but I don't need it to do any, I don't need to cut with it. I just yeah. need to braise with it. Yep. And cause I can braise with my B tank and acetylene. That's fine. My turbo torch. But I thought, I used to have a uh, oxy acetylene rig, but it was for, you know, the big bottles and I yep. just, it wasn't, and what well, I don't want to use it. I can't find it anymore. I don't even know if I have it, that yep. kind of thing. So I went to Harbor Freight That's, after doing some searching around. They were, they were like $60 cheaper for the rig. So I'm like, oh, perfect. Oxy fuel welding is, is still one of my, like one of my favorite like methods of welding. It's really, I, I find it almost relaxing. You know? Yeah, well, you can fall asleep doing it. I can right. tell you that much. Right. <laughs> well, if it weren't for the fumes or the fact that you'll start yourself on fire. Fire. <laughs> I remember my welding classes as an apprentice. We had two years of of uh, welding, which isn't super practical these days. But I don't even know if they teach that much welding in the plumbing apprenticeship programs anymore. Yeah. But uh, I had two two you know years worth of it, and. Both years, somebody started themselves on fire, like straight up (laughs) started. And one of them was grinding, you know, like into their body. Yep. And the other one was the first year before you graduate to the stick welding and, um, you know, to arc welding, you did what I would, I would, in my summation would be an extravagant amount of gas welding. (laughs) What's done, and I think the reason why is because it's cheap (laughs) in comparison. And um, so we would do these projects with gas, you know, gas welding, uh, steel pipe, carbon steel pipe for basically like if you were gas welding gas line, right? Sure. And there was these projects we'd have to do, and you know, uh, you know, you have to build this contraption and had to meet the dimensions and then it was water tested and stuff like that. Yep. But yeah, watched a guy, (laughs) you know what it was too? It was one of those, you know, the flannel jacket, you know, like the cheapo (laughs) with the quilted lining, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, And they go, you want to see something go up like a Christmas tree after Christmas. yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of those babies. And unfortunately, you end up with this like skeleton of the thread, um, the seams, the overlapping seams, like the skeleton of the yeah. <laughs> of the shirt stuck yep. to your body. Yep. So there you go. Because those yeah. things are made out of like plastic. You know, they're well, not cotton. They're plastic. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they're uh, yeah, polyester. You're right. They are highly flammable. Uh, Carhartt coats. The quilted liner inside of a Carhartt coat. Um, oh yeah! Ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> because you had all you had yeah, your jack was a little threadbare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I had I think it was during my apprenticeship. I had bought a uh, it was a it was a black um, like midweight you know zip up Carhartt jacket. That was our welding shop was 
freaking cold. Oh yeah, like you know, there's no no well, heat. The, in heat, it. the yeah. heat was in the tools. The heat's in the tools exactly. Yeah, and uh, so I I bought this new jacket or got it for my birthday or something, and you know I was badass in my new Carhartt jacket, you know, and I go back, you know, well, and then I got it zipped down to like, you know, midway down my chest, you know, cause I'm getting a little oh, warmer and, oh, okay. and I'm welding, happen, welding yep. along and a big chunk of something, a big spark pops off boop, right down my jacket and just lit the entire inside of the chest pocket on fire. Oof. And I'm like, you know, beating, beating the chest out and <laughs> throw throw my hood off, you know, like what's smoking and oh, it's my, I'm on fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It didn't burn through the uh, through the outside of the Carhartt, but it burnt through the line. Burnt all the liner out of the the the, you know that inside of the chest pocket or whatever. I know that feeling though. It's like when you were. It's like you ever had to like get into that jammed up spot where you're like soldering overhead in a corner like it you know the deal what I'm and the ball of I mean like like a half freaking pound of solder ball just rolls out somehow because you're just torching the hell out of it you can't yeah. see and you, know, you know what i mean yeah yep. and it lands on you someplace yeah and, and molten solder yeah. does not like roll off no it sticks oh no. god no. does it hurt and i had that happen go down my my uh shirt yeah <laughs> and i have this scar that's about the size of like a quarter Right. on my chest and it's just gnarly it's really it's like a i don't know is there more than a third degree burn you know right. I mean? it's like bad it's yeah. bad yeah oh yeah no i know what you mean that that's a that's a um tough spot to find yourself in on fire on fire yeah that's a bad place think things have gone to from bad to worse when you when you recognize you're on fire, yeah. Um, so I, you know, we were too, we kind of got got squirreled away there on on torches, but um, I think that I'm going to probably take my one of my Nissan vans apart. Um, we've got the Adrian steel bins in there right now, and that are all Loctited together too. Yeah, right? yeah, oh yeah. By the way, they're Loctited together so that they. You can't uh, utilize the quick adjust function, right? Um, and no, the Loctite was not my idea. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm thinking that I'm gonna probably. I want what I'm gonna probably have to do to start with is I'm gonna have to cut one of those shelves out, and we'll get rid of it, and we'll use that as a template to build the the um, homemade packout plate out of. Yeah. And I think that. Um, I think that's going to work out well, um, to basically, so those Adrian steel, uh, shelves, uh, from the front edge to the back of the, there's like a back, that must be like a back panel, um, on those, that shelving unit to keep your stuff from falling off the back of it. Oh, we'll okay. get rid of that back panel. And I think that'll allow us to push the pack, uh, pack out further back in it. Okay. Um, so that it. It will, it'll be there. I mean, if we don't have loose items laying on the shelf, I'm not worried about stuff falling over the back. Right. Um, right. You know, cause it'll all be large containers. So I, I think that will be cool. I'll, uh, I think I'll probably have the local sheet metal shop, uh, does a bunch of CNC or not CNC, but, uh, laser, 
uh, cutting. And I think I'll probably just have them build it out of some 316s or something. So pretty heavy steel. I want to be able to um, stack more than 50 pounds of it in a single pile. And I know the limitation, you know, and, and for anybody that's interested or has, has the same question of, well, why can't I stack, you know, six feet of pack out just on one pack out plate in my van. And the yeah. reason is that the, the one, the pack out plate is not strong enough to, to it's tr- perfectly strong enough to hold it up, but it's not strong enough to keep it from falling over. And the joint between the plastic feet and that plate or the joint between the plastic feet and the lid of the box below it can't su- support, you know, in, uh, you know, uh, an unlimited amount of weight, um, as far as pulling and torque. Right. So, and so you said in the vehicle, right? So yeah, I would imagine that the weight and holding capacity just sitting on the concrete floor is one thing, right? but in the vehicle is important to, to mention this little thing called inertia. Right. And so <laughs> inertia says that if you're driving at 70 miles an hour, your packout is moving at 70 miles an hour. Yep. But if your vehicle slows down, your packout doesn't want to. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that plate has got to be able to overcome the force that. Right. It, not at, you know, I'm not, I'm just saying 70 miles an hour driving. Like you got to turn right. You got to turn left. You got to back up. You got to stop. You got to go everything. Right. And that plate that mounting system comes into play. Right. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, they're also made, those plates are made out of plastic, just like the boxes. And like, there's a limitation. It doesn't make it a bad system. No, it just means, it just means that you can't, you know, do uh, your, your options are limited. And that limitation is pretty far out there too, by the way. Like, yeah, I've have plenty of weight (laughs) stacked on my plates and i've never had an issue and i don't anticipate an issue but right i'm also no. not pushing the the envelope here i don't think you know no i've i've stacked um in no- numerous cases um way more than i should have and went well that's that's pretty impressive the lid didn't explode off of the bottom one right you know because it was locked into something um, oh, exactly. You know, I mean, you can see when, you know, if you've got a stack of that stuff, you can see it, you know, if you grab a hold of the top one and start to pull on it, the whole thing kind of almost does like that slinky bend, you yeah, know, if you got yeah. a big stack and it makes sense. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. So like when I take all of the tools off of my bed slide, uh, all of the pack out and everything that I've got on there, I've got about 900 pounds of stuff on there. Oh, geez. Uh, and so if you stack it all up, it's like this eight foot high, maybe even taller, you know, whatever stack of pack out stuff. I don't stack it that high because then ultimately I'm trying to take like a 60 pound box and lift it over my head and stack it into a, a pack out stack. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's um, because if you did, you'd need a box right out of the middle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, it, but it's interesting to sit there and look at that and go, wow, there's a, there's a lot of weight there. Um, but so I think what we're going to do is probably set it up so that we've got, I mean, that van's set up right now. It's got like three shelves from the top of the wheel well up. And I think I'm going to do two shelves, um, from one at the wheel well, one midway up. And then 
you know, try and, um, you know, probably maybe even incorporate some of those drawers, you know, that, that'd be a, probably a pretty cool place to use them. Um, so we could do, you know, like you say, PEX fittings in one of them or something like that. And, um, the nice thing there, I guess I, I was a little reluctant. I mean, we've got, a, we've got some years left on those vans, um, on those yeah. Nissans before we were ready to retire them. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing there is, is that realistically, everything that we put into them will be, in theory, able to be taken out and moved into an, a, another van. Um, maybe not the uprights, but the shelving, the shelf plate, um, if it's built substantial enough, shouldn't shouldn't have any trouble doing that. Right. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know, or I guess it all depends on who's buying it. You know, maybe you find a a guy starting out and you know, that's a, maybe that's yeah. a selling point at that point. But if you're bringing her into the dealership and you're some oh, you yeah. know, broker or whatever, and they're just going to give you credit on trade or something, then yeah, you pull out what you need yeah, or what would be most useful. And that would definitely be something you don't want to just give away, you no. know, no, for no reason. <clears throat> no, I, I, I've, I've, I sat down with a, a pack out box and a set of calipers, here i don't know it was before i was doing rob's van because i was going to do it there yeah and uh or was thinking about it and sat down with a set of calipers and, and drew out on autocad that entire pack out layout um you know as far as all the feet and the locking points and everything like that and i think i've got it pretty well dialed in um i'll probably have him have the sheet metal shop uh burn one out of thin gauge metal to start with yeah and just see if everything fits and locks to a test fit on it but um i'll be are you gonna have to be able are you gonna have to stack multiple pack up boxes on top of each other in this set in this scenario okay yeah yeah but i want to i guess in my mind um like the organizer boxes if we had the shelf or the plate that i'm gonna have built these are sitting like your shelves, right? Sorry to yep, interrupt. Yeah, but we're going to get rid of the shelves, so they'll be two. These vertical. are not going to be upright like the plates no. I have that can mount to the wall, right? No. These are going to be sitting. These these plates will be like a, uh, an actual shelf, but be, your yeah, packet it, will click into them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a shelf. Okay. Um, in my mind, uh, it will be a you know, like I say, a piece of three sixteenths uh, plate steel or aluminum maybe um, that'll have a turned down edge on the front and the back for, yep. for strength. And it'll span left to right between the two existing shelf uprights. I gotcha. Okay. Um, and then I think if I've got the, if I've got my, I've got to do, you know, finish the measuring in that Nissan and see how they laid how, the, how far apart the uprights are. But I think I'll be able to get two organizers side by side and I may, if that's the case, I may end up shifting if that's all I can get is two and maybe not one of the narrow stacks. It'd be really cool to get two of the organizer stacks side by side and then one of the narrow one, the narrow organizers yeah. side by side. Yeah. You know, just to maximize that space. Right. Um, in Rob's van, we kind of did that. I think I've got three rows of organizers or three columns of organizers, rather. Yep. And then on the end, I, I didn't have enough room to uh, to continue, but I had enough room to put in a set of, uh, they're, they're basically kind of like what you did, um, where they're an angled shelf, um, and each, each organizer's on its own angled shelf. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, 
but on the end row on the passenger side, the short wall, I've got a room for, I think there's, I think there's three columns of the full width and then one in a, like, that's like nine inches or something that the, the narrow one fits in. Right. Right. So it worked, it works out pretty well. If you remember in my van on the vertical end of one of the shelves, the one yep. that has all my pack out uh, organizers in on the vertical surface, I bought those um, Kaizen, what they call connects. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh, Brian yep. Way, you know, does the Kaizen foam. Yep. He's got those, he cuts out on his, uh, on his router table out of that plastic. Yep. The, the, it's like a bar. Like sure. a like a dog bone shaped kind of bar that fits on the bottom of a pack out. Okay. Between two of the things. I don't know how to explain it. You know yeah, what I'm whatever. talking about. Yep. Yep. And so you mount and then there's the the loop that the the locking latch would snap into. And so okay. it's like this two piece H whatever plastic high density. I don't know what the hell stuff is. I should know what I'm talking about before I start talking, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, so on Kaizen, you know, on Brian's website, KaizenInserts.com, he's got these, I think they're called Kaizen connects and they, he yeah. was the first one to do it. There are other guys now that make them. There's one that's made out of like aluminum. It's really cool, but yeah. Brian was the first one that I know of uh, by quite a long shot, actually, that came up with this idea. And it allows you to take, I use the half organizers yep. on this vertical surface. I have them mounted to the outside of that shelf with these Kaizen Connects things. And my gosh, is that like the most useful? Like it's unused space otherwise. Yeah. Like what are you going to put there? Like it's yep. just the end of a shelf. That doesn't usually have much of a use, to be honest with you. Yep. And I just I, got m- more space for packouts. Right. And in that in and that in that space, I suppose I suspect that you're putting one depth of that box. If you put a second one on top of it, it's probably exceeding the logical no, weight rating of it. No, actually, I thought so too. But it'll yeah. hold two boxes, no problem. But see, those boxes are super. Well, I should okay. My boxes are super light. They have okay. like igniters and flame rods and okay. Gaskets. You don't have your for, your screw hardware or your unistrap well, bolts. I do have. <laughs> I do. Well, I have one that is full of screws, uh, but it's the half organizer, right? Right, the half width, yep. and half, then I have a couple fit. of the the thin ones though too. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I have multi more than one in a lot of those spots. There's like four boxes high, maybe five. Yeah. And um, and you could do more than one. They're a lot stronger than you think they are. Yeah. I guess it's probably has just as much to do with whatever you're screwing them to, yeah. you know, and that hardware because the plastic's pretty damn strong. Yeah. It's every it bit is. as to me, it's every bit as strong as the boxes, and these boxes are damn near indestructible. Yeah. I, I can't say the same thing about a couple of the other brands of boxes I tried prior to pack out and, yeah. but the pack out ones are, I yeah. don't know. People are probably tired of me saying it, but, and you are, especially because <laughs> we've had the conversation a thousand <laughs> no. times, but no. the pack out stuff to me is, is superior. And here is the reason why I like the way it clicks in and out of each other. And like, you know how that whole system works. But I only like that because I like the fact that it won't break in the wintertime. Yep. 
I've broke the other boxes. That's all there is to it. And yep. I don't even every, live every in the coldest. Box. Yeah. I, you know, I don't live in the coldest place on earth. Some people think I do. It's plenty cold, but it's cold enough to break every other type of these boxes we're talking about. And the pack out stuff didn't break. And there you go. That's yep. why I like it. Yep. I, I, I'm right in the, right in the same boat with you. It, uh, if to me it's intriguing and that that whole modular type system has been like that end goal i i feel i the one thing that drives me nuts about the pack out is the difference like footprints of the box systems uh um, yeah they're all a little different yeah yep. and i wish that they were not because like in my truck i've got the biggest box on the bottom right yep. you know the, the whatever the 9 inch or uh, toolbox, um, large toolbox. I large call that. toolbox. Yep. yep. And then on top of that, I might have, you know, the smaller, you know, or you know, the smaller toolbox. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, I use I have mostly like on it, it currently in that setup. Like my my f- forward stack on my truck is my bottom box has um my M eighteen tools in it. Yep, right. because Stuff you don't, that need I don't them. use. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Above that is uh, handle. I wear handle yep. tools. <laughs> yep. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Yep. I did the. I. You're gonna sit. You're no. I need you to say it because it's funny. <laughs> I worked out of a pickup for the longest time, and similar to yours, only I didn't have the long bed. Unfortunately, right. I had the six and a half. Uh, and I'd say you're saying exactly what I had. Like it's funny that yeah. it's crazy <laughs> but ab- above that i've got a box of um of my I ha- it's labeled handled tools it handled has, tools. Yep, it has hammers <laughs> um <laughs> pry bars well, um, probably more than you need to big by screwdrivers the way. yeah and and my pipe wrenches um uh, that i don't use frequently yep. you know i have an 18 that's out accessible um and a 14 that's out accessible the 24s and the, all the rest of that stuff that I, you know, the ones I don't like as much are in that box, in that bin. Well, so you just described to me, though, because here <laughs> I'm going to pick on you only because yep. I'm pulling from my own experience. You just described a box, that box, the handled tools box, uh-huh. <laughs> a box that you don't need on your truck. I, I don't until you do. <laughs> well, can right. you do you have another hammer that or can you just kind of like stow away a hammer, a hammer, like a three well, pound hammer and be like, that's good enough? Because, you know, yeah. why I asked that is you probably have an SDS drill that would take place of that three pound hammer in the case of anything concrete. And yep. you, you know what I mean? Like you just don't. Yep. I'm saying that because I had that box. And I bet you I went a year without opening the damn thing. I bet I did. Or if I opened yep. it, I didn't even grab anything out of it. Like it like, just oh, turns box. In, <laughs> yep, just turns into this the heavy box that I got to move around. Yeah. That every time I lift it up, I go, "Oh my gosh, it's heavy." <laughs> yeah, my my eighteen volt toolbox um, currently contains, and this is the reason why I like that it's there. It contains yep. my super hog, um, yep. an angle grinder. Same. Uh, I don't have the grinder, but yep. Uh, my 18 volt uh, OMT. Okay. And it contains uh, what else is in there? Um, oh, the big heavy impact. I've got the whatever the 900 foot pound 
half inch drive impact is oh, in there. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Too. Um, and I don't know if there's anything else in that box. That's about all that fits in there by the time you put the, the super hog the in drill. there. Yep. You know, but it's nice drill that, in there. Yep. That it fits in that box. You know, everything's in there. It's closed. It's clean. It's dry. Um, it, but yeah, it's, you're right. It's one of those bins that could easily disappear off the truck for at least a week or two before I realized that it was gone. Absolutely. 100%. You know. Yep. And I have my, my super hog in there. Uh, that's the big 18 volt right angle drill for drilling real holes. Not, yep. not a little pistol grip drill. Um, yep. And better suited for any hole saw ever compared to a regular drill, by the right. way. Especially yeah. if you like your wrists and your fingers <laughs> and knuckles and, you know, if Every. you want to work for the rest of your life. Right. Um, and, you know, so I have that in there, which I'll be honest, is that box of handled tools for me. I don't open it up and use it. But I, if you're a plumbing, if you do plumbing, heating, and electrical, you have to have that drill. Like, I don't care or a drill like it, like you have to. And so my box of M18 has that in it. And it's also at the bottom of the stack because I don't want to get into this box very often. And it has my six and a half inch circular saw, which is like the most dinosaur circular saw that Milwaukee ever made. And I don't care that it's not like super brushless, fast, awesome. It works like a... You know, it's a brushed, you know, motor circular saw that just just cuts. It just works. You know, it's like, boom, cut it with this thing. Because if it breaks, I don't care. It's like 12 (laughs) years old. It's probably not going to break, you know. And uh, so, and, you know, we're plumbers. So, like, we don't need a circular saw all the time, right? And then I have a sawzall in there. And to be honest with you, I probably don't even need the sawzall. In you there, <laughs> and that's all I can. I, don't, I can barely yeah. fit that stuff in there. Yeah, that 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 is one of those tools. I have. I know that because I found this the other day. Um, in buying in equipping the the three trucks that I've got um, over the last few years, the eighteen volt super sawzall has been one of the most given away rebate tools that yeah. there is. Right. Yep. Um, and I was going through stuff. Oh, I was reorganizing the shop, um, you know, moving some stuff around and like, what's in this box? And there's five sawzalls in it. No. Three of them brand new in the plastic. They're, they're rebate tools. But we don't use M18. sawzalls anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't either. I no. Yeah. You know, unless you do new construction, you don't really need one. No. I, I the use the hacksaw. Yeah, the hacksaw. Do you use the 18 volt or the 12? 12. Yeah, so do I. A lot of people complain about that. It's like my favorite I, little tool. It's like the yep. most universal. Yep. I actually well, just. Some of them was turned into a Milwaukee commercial. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, you know, I did a couple of years ago. People that follow me would have known, and it's not that big a deal. It's not earth shattering or anything, but I honestly just somehow because I'm bored and I'm alone and I don't have anybody to talk to all the time um, in my head, I, I decided to challenge myself and be like, I wonder if I, how long I can go without using 18 volt tools. Yep. Like just really, I mean, I'm not talking like a light or anything like that. I'm yep. just talking power tools. 
how can I replace my power tools, the drill, the saw, all that kind of stuff and not use 18 volt. And turns out, uh, 100%. Yes, you can. And I went like 60 days. I stopped counting because it was like, Oh, it's two months now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, dummy. Yes. You don't need, you know, you can go without them. I use the, yep. I do use 18 volt tools. I like the lights. I like Milwaukee's lights and I yep. have the batteries. So I'm like, okay, perfect. And, um, and ultimately I like the 18 volt light over the 12 usually only because they just run longer. Like yep. I'll just get more use out of be, you know, one charge versus many charges. It has nothing to do with, I love 12 volt tools. It's, you know, yeah, nothing to do with that. And so I probably could get rid of that Sawzall. It would lighten up or make room. I do, however, use one 18 volt tool on a more regular basis than I probably thought I would early on when I got the tool. And it's that heat gun. I tend to use that quite a bit. Yeah, I do. I, you know, it's it's not super powerful, but it's super handy for me yeah. in service. I, I just repaired a PEX line in a floor that somebody cut when they're trying to break concrete. Yeah. And it was a it was an open or line and I just it you know, you only get so much space to work and so I softened it up, made it more flexible and use using the heat gun and you know stuff like that. I'm always using that stupid thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's, that's funny. It's one of those tools that I've looked at and I'm like, oh, that'd be really handy to have. And then it, I squirrel it away until somebody says something and then I go, oh, that'd be really handy to have. And <laughs> I have not yet bought one. Eh, um, you know, I mean, you can live without it. You can. Right? I'll admit that. Yeah. It's just been, yep. I've, it's been handy for me. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to I'll have to look at it again. <laughs> yeah, you know that should be one of those tools that they rebate. That the whole organization thing is is kind of crazy. One of the things that I've I used to do, and I I need to get back into it. I need to get my guys on on that same note. Is going through their vans. You know, we generally try to you know a couple times a year. You know, get in and do a little deep clean. You know, go through some shelves, go through some bins, get rid of the garbage. If there's material that's trashed or broke or missing parts get it get it off you know there's no point in carrying garbage on your trucks and you know it it's really easy to do to be able to be like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do that next saturday i'm gonna do that next saturday well maybe we'll we're we got some downtime coming up between these jobs here in in a couple months and you know we'll do it then and it doesn't happen uh you pretty much got to schedule that time to do it. And it, it's, it's hard, especially as the employer to go, okay, I'm going to take the $45,000 truck off the off the road and I'm going to put it in the driveway somewhere or at the shop for the day and just gut the thing, you know, right. We're, we're going to yeah. take, take stuff out of it. We're going to wipe the shelves down. We're going to, vacuum out underneath the cabinets. We're going to suck everything out from under the seats, you know, and we're going to go through it. And part of what needs to happen when that is happening is you need to look at the tools that are on the truck and, and kind of establish, Hey, you know, when was the last time I used that? What, when am I, do I use it? Have I used it? If you can at that immediate time, say, I, 
can't even think of the last time that I used that tool. I have no use for it. It needs to come off, you know, and, and that one's, that's one that's going to sit in the shop. And when we need it, we're going to come back to the shop and get it. But the other 364 days a year, I'm not going to pay the fuel to drag this thing around town. So one of the things that I used to do is you go get those like orange garage sale stickers, like just the little orange dots. Yeah. And when you go through your setup, take one of those dots. If you've got a box like a, I'm going to go for an example because there's one sitting in my shop that has an orange sticker on it. Um, It's a white Rogers universal um, ignition, hot surface ignition board. It's, I I don't know what the hell it fits, but it apparently doesn't fit anything that we work on. And (laughs) so that bin is, or that box had an orange sticker on it the last time I went through my stuff and it's now in the shop and it probably needs to just end up in the dumpster. Um, or I need to post the thing on Craigslist or something like that and be like, Hey, whoever wants this stuff, here's a whole box of stuff that. You know, I'm 50 bucks. So it's here's, here's all of these things that I don't have a use for. And, but, but taking those orange stickers gives you that, um, gives you a basis of how often you use it. You know, if you use it, you take so you a put sticker the date on the sticker. Well, do you put and the then date a year on later, the sticker? No, the idea, the concept is, is that a year later, if there's a tool that's got a sticker on it still, it comes off the truck because you haven't used it well, for the- a year. Yeah. I mean, that's a long process, so it's a long time to figure sure. out if you need it or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, but that's that's what I'm saying. If you establish some sort of a routine, I found right. that that worked fairly well. Yeah. Um, you know, if, you're, if your cleaning interval is every six months and you go, hey, you know what? I haven't used this thing in six months, then it's out. Right. So... No, that makes sense. I know that there are inventory systems and, like, digital, you can barcode things and whatnot i get all that too but that's not me i'm a one-man shop i'm not gonna it's just not gonna happen you know what i mean i would like an inventory system just to know what i have for materials so i could easily like reference like hey do i have half inch pex rings you know like instead of having to walk out to my van and look or find out that they're not there when (laughs) i need them but uh Again, probably not something that I'm going to do. I mean, there's an end to some of this, and I don't know. Probably yeah. the end is when my packout uh, budget starts to dry up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. So, when do you think you're going to get started? Wrap up. When do you think you're going to get started on that uh, that Nissan, you know, re- kind of retrofitting it? We're we're kind of in a little lull here at the moment, other than I say we're in a lull and then we just got a condo project that we're going to redo in a condo. So initially I had uh, had Neil struck down a little bit um, over the last week and he did some organizing around the shop. I was, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's weird the way that happens as the employees get slow, the boss gets busier. Right. You know, if the employees are all busy, the boss is a little less busy generally. <laughs> you know, there's not yeah. this urgency to get people, you know, to make sure there's stuff going on. And as soon as you got a guy that doesn't have anything going on, it's like scramble time, you know. Right. What, yep. what's, what's going on? What, how do we how do we get him something to do? And uh so there's there's never it, it 
doesn't send it. COVID was the first time, like last March was the first time that we were all like, um, okay, we really don't have anything to do because I can't plan any work because technically we're not working. And, right. you know, we ended up work, working from the shop. You know, work, we did a bunch of cleaning in the shop and got the trucks organized and, you know, went through stuff. And that was just it, it, uh, as unfortunate as COVID was, that was a good thing that came about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Was no, to kind of get, a, get a reset and get clean. So, yep. Well, it's spring now here and the snow is gone and we're finally getting up into the 60s and maybe even 70s. And like, I need to open that garage door here at my place and start cleaning. The van's looking pretty good. The van, I have to admit, I did some reorganizing. That's how we got started on this was with those drawer units and stuff. I'm going to figure out how to get some more in there. If I can ever get my hands on them, that's the other thing too, is that, you know, these things get announced and they become available and then they sell out. Like it's crazy. Yeah. They're worse than concert tickets. And so, you know, it's kind of an evolution and, you know, people ask about how long does it take to do this kind of thing? And I think, what was your answer yesterday? Two years. <laughs> yeah, two years. How long? How long did it take you to build your van out, Eric? Uh, two years. What? Well, it's because I'm not even done. Like it just yeah. seems to change over time. Yeah. You know, you yeah. try something, you find out you might want to like. You might like something different. Yeah. I. You know. I, I. I. At one point, I think I looked at. I think it was the Sortimo um, line of stuff, and they. And if you guys, I mean it. If anybody wants to look and like squirrel away like several hours of of your life in you know in like sheer awe, go to Sortimo's website and and look around. Just start perusing around of all of the options that are available. And keep in mind that I don't know if this stuff is actually really available in the U.S. or North America. Um, I think you have to order all of it in from from Europe, but. Their stuff is like organization wise is insane. It's like Um, the ultimate closet organizer, but for your van. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I spent a few days on their website, I think. Um, Probably when I was buying the Nissans. Uh Uh-huh. And, and I think, uh, so I don't know, six, seven years ago. So, I mean, at six or seven years ago, they had a lot of cool stuff. And I think I had, when I bought the Nissans, I had the option to buy them, uh, with bins in them yep. with this Adrian steel system in there, or I could get 2,500 bucks off or cash back or whatever in factory incentive to get them without the bins. And I opted to, um, take the 2500 bucks and hit the ground running versus get or or to take the the bins pay the 2500 and and uh take the bins so yeah otherwise it would have probably cost me 10 grand to uh outfit the vans <laughs> yeah so well i don't even want to <laughs> talk about how much it cost me and the thing about you know right now probably one of the things that's keeping me from doing another van not that i need one i don't but I want that all wheel yep. drive. Uh, I'm still kind of holding out in hopes that the uh, all electric transit turns out to be more than 125 mile range. And, you know, then I'll yep. start to consider it. And I honestly would really 
really start to consider it. I have to see how they perform in the cold weather. But um, I... I'm holding off. I, I I look at the cost of plywood and I think I couldn't even afford to build out a van the way I'd want to do it again in plywood. And <laughs> like you could have right. the, you could have that metal fab shop, build you up some stuff before probably cheaper than what it would cost to go buy plywood yeah. and cut it up on the table saw. And the, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, evolution, you know, how it evolves over time. And, like, your retrofit stuff coming up with the Nissan, that's cool. I'm excited to see what you guys come up with and what those shelves might look like when they're done. So, well, I think that's – we've been talking about this for a long time now. We better (laughs) better wrap this thing up. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah, and I just want to say thanks, everybody. for tuning in all the time and the cool feedback you guys give us, you can email us at make trades great again at gmail.com. You can give us a rating on your podcast app and you can send us messages. Andy is on Instagram at Mick underscore plum. And I am on Instagram at mechanical hub. And don't forget about our uh, brothers at arms with the uh, not dead yet podcast. They're going to try something new here starting now or recently where they're going to update you a couple times a week on some kind of news worthy things that are going on in the plumbing heating industry. So cool, quick updates, 15, 20 minutes, maybe at the most. And then their regular interview once weekly with uh, somebody from the industry. So cool podcast, not dead yet. Check them out. John Mason Brink, Tim Ward. And then everybody, thanks again. Visit our website, mechanicalhub.com. Andy, thanks, man. All right. Have a good day. Thank you.